But yeah, that's something that's always drove me crazy is these actors, like you'll hear that they're like these upstanding, good, or like even religious people. And then you like go see their resume and you're like, like, I get it. Like I know, but like, you're going to tell me you're bringing the gospel to the world with magic Mike, huh? Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and like, especially, you know, I can kind of understand if you're playing like a villain who, you know, has everything fall apart on them at the end and those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that particular McConaughey character from, uh, was it Days Fast. and Confused? Days, Days and Confused, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that particular McConaughey character, it's like n- nothing ever comes of him, which yeah. I guess to a certain extent is kind of the moral of that story, Yeah, is that people who are like that, nothing <clears throat> ever comes of them. But I'd really have liked to, you know, how in some movies they do those like post-credits things where it's just like the yeah, picture of the person and then the little text box underneath. And for that particular character... Still doing time for statutory. <laughs> That's in... exactly right. You know, one of my favorite stories is Danny Trejo, right? Like, you, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So, like, the he. The big, gnarly dude. Yeah, with the big tattoo on his chest mm-hmm. and everything. He had a rule that he would. Machete. He would play bad guys, like, because he was just out of prison. So he got typecast. And he's like, but he had one rule that if he's a bad guy, he has to die in the movie because bad guys are supposed to die in movies. And so that was his thing. So, like, they would they would cast him for all the bad guys, but he always, when he was a bad guy, he always died because that was, like, his stance that the bad guys had to lose and he had to die. So it was, yeah. I was like, I kind of love that story a little bit. Like, seriously, you know when you look like Machete does, mm-hmm. you know the kinds of characters you're going to be yeah. cast as oh, yeah. for the most part. It's like... That's fine, but here's the thing. Yep, yep. You can't have me be, like, the hero in spite of being a villain. Right? Yeah. I. All right, okay. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of movies here pretty quick, so let's hit an intro <laughs> and, and let's jump into it. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Collar Scholars. Not long ago, a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works. They recognize the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The Inkle Do podcast here, we're working to be the second iteration of that group. So pour yourself a craft beverage, pull up a chair, and join the conversation. All right. You, uh, have you had anything, any, anything good, anything interesting, new and exciting? Um, so not tremendously exciting. But uh, so for St. Patty's Day, I was getting together Mm. with a few friends and uh, they were doing the cooking. And so I was tasked with bringing the the Irish beers and Mm -hmm, went mm -hmm. to the local Total Wine and was like, okay. now, granted, it was on St. Patty's Day itself. So it's not like I had I had no noble aspirations of I am going to find this really niche beer. Yeah. Um, But I went in there and like the the Ireland section was just like wiped out there was really i mean there was a six pack of something from like baltimore maryland that was in there for some reason and that somebody to, dropped because they didn't see the irish isle <laughs> i no, like there was a tag there for it like it was supposed to be there and i was so That's very funny. confused because like it said on the six pack brewed in baltimore and i was like i'm like this is that that's not I ireland I, <laughs> it's but, not even boston yeah okay Keep going. But Sorry. they did have uh, two of the like four packs of Murphy's Stout. Oh, okay. So 
not Guinness, but Murphy's. And uh, so I grabbed uh, both of those because there were four of us. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'll officially clean out their Irish section of beers here today. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, they were, and Murphy's Stout, it's, you know, it's pretty standard. I would say one mm-hmm. thing, it was a lot less filling than Guinness. Mm. Um, and maybe a little bit more on the sort of uh, chocolate notes and mm. less on the coffee side of okay. things. Sure. So like a little, a little, and not like cocoa, like actual like candy bar chocolate almost. Yeah, a little sweeter, a little less sweet, bitter. sweet, but more on the sweet side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, real smooth, easy drink. Uh, you know, it is one of those things I, I do kind of like the way as someone who is still a big fan of hops and hoppy bitterness and mm-hmm. things like that, I am kind of more and more really enjoying the, um, the way the hop bitterness plays in a stout where there mm. are so many other like kind of you know, sort of earthy notes, like the roasted yeah. malts and all that kind of stuff in there as a nice kind of uh, play with it. It was, you know, it was it was solid. It did the job while we were eating some, like, Guinness stew, which I thought that was hysterical. They were able to find Guinness for making the stew with, yep. and I couldn't, but, you know, eh, it worked. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was us. We made a, a, a Guinness... They call, the recipe called it a pot pie, and I was like, it, it was so it was intended to be like, kind of like a a meat stew, and then you put like biscuits on top of it and bake it all together, gotcha. right? But we had some like baseball practice and whatnot, so like I deconstructed it in a way that I knew I could like prepare it the night before. So like I instead of cooking it all together, I separated them, and instead of having like a pot pie, we had like a stew and bread, yeah. right? And so it was a. Uh, it was pretty standard. It was like chuck roast with Guinness and, and some peas and carrots, you know, in it. And it was surprisingly good. Like, I really liked it. And then the, the really interesting thing is we made um, beer bread to go with it. Oh, okay. And so I've only tried beer bread once, and it was like one of those things. Kristen got me like a little kit, you know, like the – you know, Walmart at Christmas, there's a here, here's a kit of something that, that your beer aficionado would like. And it was, she's like, oh, cooking beer, he's getting into it. So she got me a little socking stuffer type of thing. And it was, and it didn't work out, right? Like, it, I think it was just the ingredients or I didn't know what I was doing. But on this one, I knew a little bit more. And so, like, I had this big rounded hunk of bread. And so the, the beer, the air in the beer is what gives it the, yeah. But there's not a whole lot. So one Guinness is not the most carbonated. It's ni- it's nitro, <laughs> right. right? So it's small right, right. bubbles. So it's not. This bread is not like a light, airy bread at all. This is this like this is a dense yeah, loaf. This is llamas. But yeah, this is putting meat on your bones, man. Like this is <laughs> this is. I, I've never felt so much like what you would feel like in the country of just like hearty, the heartiest food that would last you so like. One of the this was a piece of bread where it's like I can understand now how people thought bread was a meal once. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And so yeah, man, Guinness stew with Guinness beer bread, and then I had a Guinness with it, and I was just like, this is, I can't, I don't, I can't actually like process any more Guinness into this meal at all. Like it's 
it's impossible. Maybe make a Guinness butter to like base the bread <laughs> with. And... You know what? Like I probably would. I've tried to mix beer and butter before, but it doesn't work. There's some. I was gonna say. There's something with like the the carbonation or the acid or something, and it makes the 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 butter like curdle instantly. Like it's. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But it. it uh, I was like butter. Like I did. What was I doing? I was doing a turkey, and I was like, I've injected beer into a turkey. That was good. I've injected butter into a turkey. That was good. So I was like, I should inject both of them at the same time. That was not good. So <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, that was a science experiment that went wrong. So I will say that is this is one of the few times where I've like really wished that we were doing a, a video podcast, <laughs> just because your facial expressions you said, and that was not good. <laughs> I'm getting better at dealing with my failures. Like I like there's just so much of experimenting, but like normally something like that would like ruin like a day and a half for me. Like just like the butter didn't go well. Next 36 hours, I'm I'm don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. Oh, very fragile. I'm an alabaster doll here. <laughs> Emotionally speaking. Oh my gosh. Oh. oh, just too many lines. I'm an alabaster doll here. Okay. Uh, All right. So I had a, a, an interesting conversation the other night. Uh, thought it would be a good one to bring over. And it was with my oldest. She was, it was, it was a, a weird night. So she's, how old is she? She's eight going on, going on. No, she's eight. Right in the middle, yeah. And uh, so we've 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 gone through a lot of stuff. Like she's kind of towing that line between imaginary and real, like where everything was real, mm-hmm. um, and now she's starting to distinguish between what's real and what's not real, things like that. But there's still a lot of things that, like ghosts and stuff like that, would still scare her, things like that. And so, like, the religious conversations have been hard because it's, like, you know, ha- communicating these things that are real and not real. But, like, anyway, she what, she what happened is, like, I was just sitting downstairs working and I could hear her just, like, crying. So I go up. I was, like, what is going on in here? And she is, you know, in the pretty typical chain of events. You know, like, I thought about this thing, which made me think about that thing, which made me think about death, and now I'm sad, and I'm crying, and I can't stop, and I can't breathe, and I can't... I was like, oh, okay. All right. So we (laughs) we took some minute, we took some breaths, and then just let her ask questions and answered them the best I could. And it was surprisingly difficult, and, and I was a little upset at the number of times that I had to say, I don't know. Uh, not upset. I was disappointed kind of in myself. Like, I wish I was better prepared for it. But they're, like, hard questions that, like, nobody really knows. That's like, well, what will heaven be like? God, babe, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. like, I don't I don't know. Like, like, I know what it is in theory. Like, And so, like, we talked about heaven is the presence of God, you know, and hell is the absence of, like, being separated from you know, you know, and using analogies like, you remember when I, I went on this trip and like you missed me and that was like pain and uh, it didn't feel good. Like that's kind of like what hell is with God. Like you are going to miss him and long for him, but you're not going to be with him. 
Whereas heaven will be like you're with them and you're excited, you know. And so I was trying to find analogies and stuff like that. But we got into stuff like, like what happens when you die and do you go to heaven? And then, you know, like because there's the saints who are alive. Where are they? What's going on with them? Like, and then you start talking and like if you say, well, the saints are alive, right? And And so that was one of the things I was using. I was like, there's proof, right? They do the miracles. Like we have these verified proofs, um, and then I it just it it kept getting harder and and harder to to like explain these things and and yeah yeah I don't know man it was so it was interesting but it was hard to oh I know where I was going I'm sorry I lost my train of thought but what it was is it she started to correlate very naturally the natural world to the spiritual world right so like the sky is heaven. And below the earth is hell, right? So like the center of the earth, magma, you know, lava, hell, and then like outer space. And so like trying to explain, no, no, like God is outside of creation. Got the whole world in his hand. (laughs) Oh, please tell me you broke into song. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. Yes. Um, Love that. But, uh, you know, so I don't know. So it it was interesting and difficult, but, uh, but. So I don't know. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. One, because my whole goal is like I want to be able to speak to these things in a way that my eight-year-old can grasp them without being like, oh, he was just telling me imaginary stories and she becomes you know, jaded when she gets older or, sure. or you know, it breaks. Well, so step one, did she feel better and go to sleep? Yeah, I think. Yeah, after a while. Okay. So then congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You did – you did better than any human being has the right to expect they will do. That's fair. Like, in that situation, you know, you had an eight-year-old whose thought process had taken her into realms beyond her comprehension. Yeah. And you brought her back to a spot of, you know what, this isn't so scary after all. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. So so that's worthy of celebrating. That's first fair. Off. That's good. Yeah. But I think the other part of it, too, is, like, I, I get, believe me, I get, it's frustrating when you have to tell a kid, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, for me, at least, when I get that frustration from having to say, I don't know, there are, like, two possible places it's coming from. One, a good and noble thing that hopefully will drive me forward, and the other, less so. The less so one is, like, sometimes it's just pride. It's like, no, 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 no. This kid thinks I know everything. That's why they're coming to me with these questions. <laughs> and I know I don't know everything, but I, it's, it really feels good to have them keep thinking I do. Yeah. Yes. So the fewer I don't knows I give, the longer I get to hold on to that, that like, is, elevated position that in is their the mind. Truth spoken. Yes. And, and I hate how much that does matter to me, but yeah. it totally does. Yes. The second part is just this idea of it's like, there's this realization for me. It's like, oh, you know what? When I was a kid, I had a lot of these same questions. Mm-hmm. How come I don't know yet? Like, when I think yeah. about, you know, when I think about the amount of stupid, pointless, but enjoyable knowledge I have about, like, sports, Star Wars, mm-hmm. the Marvel movies, all this kind of goofy stuff, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on now. This eight-year-old kid's question about God 
is a stumper and not a stumper that I haven't thought of before. Mm -hmm. Not a stumper that I've not, I'm stumped because I have wrestled with it. And this is the depths to which my limited human mind can process this thing. But no, this is a question that I thought of. And then shiny object squirrel. Like I'm just over here all over the place, chasing a million different distractions. And so that frustration when kept to its like proper level can be like motivating. Like, ah, you know what? Right. I do. Right. I need to spend a little less time on these things that ultimately don't matter and are just distractions. Um, and a little bit more on coming to know God. Yeah. Not so that I can explain it to an eight year old, but because I want to know this stuff. Right. And bonus, if I know this stuff. I'll be able to communicate it. Not right. perfectly. Right. But I'll be able to do something with it. So do you remember like asking your parents those questions? And like um, the answers they gave you or anything? <laughs> you know what? I wish I could say that I remember the answers. I remember having questions like that. Mm. Um, and honestly, your your oldest and I have some things in common in terms of the way we <laughs> process things. Where like the difference, hopefully at least the difference was for me, the way it normally started off is there would be something that I had like lied about. And I have, I had as a little kid and it's still definitely there, but you know, I've, I've done a pretty good job through repeated sinning of numbing myself to it. But like the guilty conscience in me, this is not a Catholic guilt thing. This is a, like my version Mm -hmm. of just existence um, where it's like, I lied about something and I, got away with it and things are great until I go to put my head down on the pillow. And now there's like nothing here except for me and my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it starts spiraling I'm like, Oh, well, but what if I get caught with it later? Or what if I don't yeah. get caught? Well, but then it was the wrong thing to do still. And it, and it just kind of kept spiraling and spiraling until yep. like all of a sudden my parents are coming in to check on me because they've heard me open my door and go to the bathroom like 30 times <laughs> in the past five minutes. Like, and admittedly, that's part of why I was doing it, because like I didn't want to wake them up, and I didn't want to be up and get in trouble. But I figured if I just kept doing that, eventually they'd come <laughs> in and check on me and figure out what was going on. Um, but like ultimately, that was kind of the experience, is I would start talking about things until eventually we got to uh, the spot where like I admitted what I had done and mm-hmm. was given kind of the... They, they were far too tired to give me a lecture at that point. And uh, so instead it was just kind of, a, okay, well, you know, thank you for telling us. Now, next time you know, we'll deal with this in the morning. Uh, I don't know. The only other thing I remember is, uh, like, my mom singing, like, church songs to me. Hmm. Like, scratching my head to, like, try and calm me down. Mm-hmm. And si- singing church songs to me as I would go to sleep. But, like, I don't remember the specifics of the answers. Yeah. I think I that's think, probably right. You probably like you just said the impressions. And that's what I was going to say mm-hmm. is I, to a certain extent though, like, and this is just me spitballing off of the moment, but like to a certain extent though, that kind of is the answer. Like, cause think about what you were explaining to her about like the difference between heaven and hell as best you could to an eight year old. Like hell is being alone. Mm-hmm. Like it's you and your thoughts and you're overwhelmed and there's nobody coming through. You're sitting there crying, but instead of your loving dad coming in to check on you and be like, Hey, what's wrong? 
and then just being with you and talking to you until you're able to like get back to to a good spot Mm -hmm. that's just forever like there there is no one coming for you whereas heaven on the other hand is that idea of you know what yeah there was something scary but it's not scary anymore because look who's here with me right and right and look who's got me now um and so like yeah absolutely keep you you want to be able to answer the questions as well as possible Mm -hmm. um and like you said but I, at the same time, I would also say, I think an honest, I don't know, and then just being there with her is a lot less likely to be something that does lead to that kind of like jaded, um, yeah, imaginary style faith mm-hmm. than just putting together uh, a fable or a myth for her right there on the spot to try and make things feel better. Yeah. Because... Yeah. then your plot holes become faith holes for her. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Because, you're, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, having a foundation on, on, you know, what am I trying to say here? Because I'm not, like, I I didn't have enough to build a, a foundation, but I had solid rocks. I had, yes. I was giving her bricks, right? Maybe not all of the bricks, but she had bricks. I, she didn't get, like, a brick and you know a squishy bit of mud right like <laughs> right. whereas then when she started building on it that that mud would squeeze out and then it would be like you said a hole for something so it, it you're right i think there's something better to to giving what we are sure about and then being honest and say and because a lot of it is frankly it it doesn't matter in the scheme of things it matters to an 8 year old because mm-hmm. like she wants heaven to be like she thinks you know she wants to gonna want to see grandma and grandpa again she thinks grandpa wants is gonna want to see his brother again you know like all of these different things because she's thinking in in human terms as we all do because well that's sure. what we that's are what <laughs> right you know but it's <clears throat> it's yeah well and I think the other thing too hmm. though. Mm-hmm. is saying you don't know gives her permission to not know. And yeah. like, that's actually a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sounds like, uh, I think a lot of times we feel like, well, if they think it's okay to not know, then they're not going to, to wonder. And they're not going to... BS. Have yeah, you ever known a kid true. not to wonder? Like, yeah. legitimately, no child has ever not wondered. But at the same time, it's like, no. Yeah, it... and. You know, the, to the extent that we're able to, the more comfortable we can be with the unknowing and be like, oh, you know what? That's an awesome question. Mm-hmm. And I really hope someday you and I are there and then we'll know. Yeah. And I, you know, it'd be awesome is if when we're in heaven and we come across something that answers this exact question, if both of us just kind of look over at each other and wink as if there's like some kind of a hidden secret here between us because we're going to remember this conversation. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, that invitation, though, that's, into that's the good. mystery is genuinely kind of there in the I don't mm. know. The invitation like you into said, the mystery. I think what's really cool about the way you explained that, though, was, you know, you do. You want to make sure that the bricks you're giving are the solid ones. Yeah. These, these are bricks. This, this is clay that has been baked. It is solid and it is ready to build with, mm-hmm. you know. 
when she's older, when she's in like junior high, high school, college, that kind of age, then yeah, absolutely. You can hand her some like muddy clay and be like, here, bake it. Yeah. Yeah. Make something of this. But like really at eight, what you're wanting to do is like you said, you know, maybe not give her all of the stuff. You're not going to be able to give her all of the stones, but you, you want to at least give her that corner one. Right. Right. That was one of the, the cool things. So I've never quote unquote, and I, this is going to lead to an assumption that didn't happen, but like, I've (laughs) never like led somebody to Christ, right? Like Mm -hmm. I've never talked to someone again and again, and then them say, you know what? I do want to commit, you know, like I've never walked them step by step into the church. I have never done that. Yeah. Right. And, um, frankly, I would be surprised if I ever do. Right. I'm just a very, that's hard for me. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but so that was the very, but this was even the first time talking to her, the very first time that I've even like presented Christ to anybody. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, not that I've never said the name of Jesus in front of other people, but that it was like, look, like it's about, you know, like if we want to be on his team, like forever, like if we want to commit and say, you know what? Hey, I want to be in heaven with you forever. You know, like I want to be on your team and I want to commit, you know, like that's something that we can do. I was like, I was like, you got lots of people here who will help you. Your name got dropped. And then I was like, you got me, AJ, your godmother, you, you know, we have the pastor at church. Like we have, you have lots of people. Like if you're ready to say, you know what? I want to be there forever. Um, then let me know and we can do that. And I told her, I was like, I even have like my commitment card from when I was in fifth grade. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's still in my wallet. Sounds about right. Like you would need to white glove it because like, cause it's going hit, to turn into dust. Yeah. You hit oxygen. It's open <laughs> air. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think I still have it. I was like, we can even use the same one. And she's like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> you're, you're right. No reason. I just thought, you know, I've only been saving it for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> Whatever. We're having a moment. My <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> the, the, problem, the problem is, for the rest of tonight now, I am just going to, every time I like blink, I'm going to see her face saying, why would I want to do that? Like, <laughs> oh. Oh, goodness. Oh, oh, I love how genuine they are, and I want to keep it that way forever, even if it hurts my feelings a lot. <laughs> oh. uh, but also, like, I thought it was really interesting, too, because I, and I'm, I'm struggling tonight because I'm processing so many of, like, my thoughts and emotions while trying to figure it out. So my brain's not connecting the dots as well as I'd like to. But it, it was also interesting to see... Because, gosh, dang it, being a parent has taught me more about anything or taught me more about everything than I've ever done before. And so watching both my girls go interact with the faith, right? Mm. And so there's a couple of things here. One, um, I'll start with this one, even though we could probably go deep on it, is that God has been... You used the word gentle the other day, uh, a couple of podcasts ago. And I was going to use the word subtle, but it's not Mm. subtle. It's gentle. And it's just like this nice 
consistent flow and like I feel like I can see my girls going in the right direction and like I can I feel like I can see God just kind of working in them and with them going in that direction but it's not like aggressive it's just like real gentle but consistent and it's kind of amazing to see and in tandem with that is the the kind of progressive revelation per se or a mix progressive revelation mixed with developing reasoning skills and imagination and overall building of knowledge and experience and thought process you know like i said like the connection of because she's talking to kids at school like that was one Mm -hmm. of the things too there was a conversation that said oh you know you know god and jesus they're the same thing and i was like yes but no but yes i was like we have a trinity and so i was like one god but three persons and she goes three persons what is that you know i was like oh yeah that one's that's gonna be a doozy let's just let's just leave it (laughs) let's wait till we at least hit double digits on the birthday yeah we'll come Uh... we'll come back to that one (laughs) but that you know like the the earth is under the earth is hell the earth is life and then the sky is heaven you know and that when you look up you know they're up there and you can see them and and so these things, it kind of all go together where you're not dropping these bombs. Like if I had just like dropped a treatise on the Trinity on this eight-year-old, it wouldn't have helped her. You no, know, it would have freaking nuked her mind. Yeah, it just it wouldn't help. And so there is this gentle, like you just kind of keep unfolding things as they're ready and as they can handle them, and you try not to. Like this is something that I'm not good at because I am a sledgehammer compared to everything. <laughs> And so, like, I'm not good at, at unfolding gently. And so that's why I can say that it's God and not me. And so just giving them what they can handle without overwhelming them, but also not um, sacrificing integrity or mm. – or um, I've always been an advocate for kids because they're so much smarter than anybody gives them credit for. I mean, you teachers see it, but, like, they absorb – and process information exponentially faster than we do. Like they don't have oh, all yeah. of the dots to connect that we do, but their processing power is tremendous. And yeah. so, you know, like there is this kind of a skill of unfolding and working with it. And so that's where, like, it's really kind of exciting to be a part of it. And and again, my fear always, which is why I said like worried about saying I don't know, is the, the fear that I'm going to screw it up. Right, like the worst thing that could ever happen to me is for my girls to not believe because of something that I did or said. You know what I mean? Like that would no, I hear suck. You. I hear you, but I think that's where, you know, we we have to take a lot of comfort in the fact that, you know, that that whole saying that's you know, it's overused, but I still kind of love it that idea of the perfect craftsman does perfect work with imperfect tools. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. God's going to use your genuine efforts. Like so long as you are genuinely seeking to bring your girls to him with your answers, that doesn't mean it's going to go smoothly. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to create some speed bumps for yourselves. Mm-hmm. But as long as you are genuinely seeking to bring them closer to him, he's going to find a way to use it. 
yeah. to help get them there. But I think the other thing, too, is a, a lot of what you were talking about with that idea of how do you gently unfold it to them. I think this brings us back to uh, one of the things that's kind of a life lesson for me is it, it is the C.S. Lewis approach to things. Mm-hmm. You know, like that ability to put things, understanding that God is simple. He's not easy to understand, right. but he is simple. Like he is one. He is totality. And so like, don't complicate things. If you find yourself needing 25 yeah. hypotheses and things to explain it, or a whiteboard, you know what that probably yeah. means? You're not that close to the truth yet. Yep. Like, there will be ultimately a beautiful simplicity in things. That doesn't mean it'll be easy to understand or anything like that. Right. But, you know, so focus on those simple truths of which you're sure. Those bricks that are fully baked. Mm-hmm. You know what I know for sure, honey? That God and Jesus are one. They're not the same, but they are one. And, like, they're together in everything. And this is what God did, and this is what Jesus did, and look at how much they love us. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. Heaven and what, what's heaven going to be like? Everything we could have ever wanted, even the things we don't know right now that we want, we'll have those. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a lot of things that we think that we want that we won't have there because we didn't actually want them. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to talk. At, well, so there was a thing with C.S. Lewis we'll have to talk about next time because, too, with the, the my I also have like this fear of creating a humanistic heaven for my girls, too, to where they're they're seeking Christ because for their own good rather than, yeah. you know, like I want it properly ordered as well so that like oh, i will take that one on the next one so my my life lesson on this one has been uh kind of coming back to one of the things that my bo- old bosses used to say he's like if if you you know it if you can teach it mm. and i was like and i agreed with him you know all of these things i always and even before i had that you know nifty little phrase that tightened it all up I used to make people teach things. So like I would train them and then I would tell them to go teach the next person because the, in the act of teaching it, you learn it better. Yes. And so that's been one of those things where it's like, okay, I still need to read more books. I still need to study my Bible. I still need to ingest more of these things so that I, the more that I learn and the more that I process, I'll be able to teach it to someone else. And then the, the ability to teach it to an eight year old, you know, the ability for us to talk about, it, like I can fumble through all kinds of things and we can process together, but like be able to pull it together and present it to an eight year old as a baked brick that she can build on. That's hard. Like that's next level. That's important work to do, you know? So like, I think that's our life lesson is we have to keep working. We have to keep working. You know, on it, we Dude, can't quit. I am. I'm so jealous of your life lesson. <laughs> when, I, when, when I edit this, I'm just gonna like cut mine out and just leave yours, and then I'm going to record something afterwards and be saying, "Brandon, I can't believe you took my idea like that." And then we'll just move on from there. <laughs> no, nah, dude, that's that's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's it's there, man. Because yeah, like you said, having to say I don't know is like okay. Yep. Back to the books. <laughs> Back to the books. Yep. Got, got to get there. So, 
Well, everybody, if you have ever had to stay up with a young one crying, hyperventilating because of the fear of death, as I did the other night, you're going to need some coffee in the morning. And we have some coffee. We even have some dark roast because that conversation was probably pretty heavy. <laughs> not really. It's not that dark. It's yeah. a medium, but it's good. Uh, but definitely jump on that website, inkledude.com. Go to the shop. We got some coffee. We'd love to roast fresh for you. We got some cool swag, some coffee cups for you. Um, so, yeah, that's how we would uh, – you can support this show in these meaningful conversations and hopefully how we can – support you after your meaningful conversations so you got anything else on your brain there aj nah man i'm good right on right on with that we will say adieu